Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Finally, someone's had the guts to do a podcast. Hello, my name's Annie. Welcome to Secret Artists. Each week I meet a different comedian and we paint an object of their choosing whilst having a nice chat. This week I'm joined by the absolutely brilliant Jamie Dimitriou. You'll know him from Staff Let's Flats, the hilarious sitcom on Channel 4, available to watch on all four. Um, Also check out his comedy horror, which is on YouTube called Oh God. Um, He's absolutely brilliant and I embarrass myself hugely by giving him a sweet when he asks for a rubber. We've all been there. Uh, Book tickets to see my show at the Soho Theatre. I'd love to see you there. It's in two weeks, less than. But for now, enjoy the podcast. Throw it straight out the window. (laughs) I've got an intro for you. Do let's do it. I'm joined today by BAFTA-nominated actor. See, I have the sincerity problem. Wait, is this part of it? (laughs) No, well, could be. Are you prepared? Wait, are you reading? I'm reading out the intro. Oh, right, okay. Ready? Okay, so maybe I say it with you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. I'm joined today by BAFTA-nominated actor, writer and comedian, Jamie Dimitriou. He created and stars in Channel 4's Stath Let's Flats and has been in loads of other stuff. Paddington 2, Fleabag, this time with Alan Partridge, Please Like, Murder and Successful, Sherlock Gnomes, (laughs) People Time, Uncle... Friday Night Dinner, Harry Hill's Club Night, and so much more. Though Jamie is probably best known for directing my university sketch group, The Leeds Tea Lights, in 2012. Hello, Jamie. Hi, lots of laughs in that bit. Oh, thanks. I, um, the intro is always the most difficult part for me. Why? Well, because you don't like... Got to be sincere. Of... It's awkward for everyone. Does that feel, it, didn't, it didn't feel particularly sincere. <laughs> right, well, it's not in a bad That's way, isn't it? You, sort of, it was, you really sort of managed to sell that middle ground. I, I loved every second of it. Thanks. Thanks for... Yeah, I was just, it was just a corridor of memories. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, God. Um, how are you? Um, better for thinking about Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I haven't yet seen it. Is it still available in cinemas? Not in cinemas, no. Was it I, thought, yeah, I thought that was going to end on, is it still available? The <laughs> idea that films are sometimes released and just, <laughs> just suddenly unavailable forever. Um, by the way, my laughter and me- commenting on it isn't saying it's a bad film. I had a great time recording mm. my voice on it. Yeah. You're Moriarty. I'm Moriarty. That's a big yeah. deal, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and I think the intention with Moriarty was always for him to be a um, pie mascot. Mm-hmm. Um, who broke off the top of a pie truck <laughs> um, to battle it out with a bunch of gnomes? I wish I'd seen it. Is it on any? Again, where can still I watch available. it? Where can I watch I'm it? I'm not here to. I don't know. Um, Jamie requested internet. to come on the podcast so that he could plug. <laughs> plug something <laughs> I did four years ago. Um, I'm excited to see what we're going to draw today. Ah, Do you have? Is it in the room? It is in the room. Have I seen it already? Yeah. 
To an extent, it's sort okay. So it sort of is the room. Oh. I am. Um, so I like when I'm bored of what's on telly yes. to sit on the couch and just sketch that side of the room. Oh, great. So um, it's this Macintosh here, which is sort of a mid-century brown thing that I actually bought oh, from yeah, Barker yeah, yeah. and Churcher, which is Dan it's Barker's beautiful. Um, uh, furniture company. He restored it and I bought that recently. And uh, I've left on telly um, Rick Stein's hand chopping some parsley, uh, which is part of it. So hands are famously difficult to draw. Sure, but I so think I, that it's um, a brave choice. Well, I think that they're difficult. They they're difficult to paint. Yeah, I think. But I think yes. if, when you're, but I, I I don't necessarily go for like at, like super naturalistic accuracy. Great, and he's chopping up some what parsley, parsley red onion, tomato, and tomato, and then beside it you have um, a plant, a cheese plant in a plant pot on top of some uh, art books and cookbooks, and then to the um, what is our right of the television stage right stage right of yeah. the television. <laughs> I guess you yeah you have um, literally just like a Blu-ray player or whatever, and the other things you need like a modem. Yeah. And a painting uh, by artist Eve Delaney. Yeah, well, that's one of the questions. Do you own any art? But I can see that you own loads of art. Yeah. Great. So we're sitting in front of Rick Stein's hand. Well, yeah. Bang in front of it. Well, if it's not on telly. <laughs> it's weird that he keeps his wedding ring on to chop herbs. Sure. Ah, uh, do you know what? Never considered. That was a wedding ring. I because I'm so busy thinking about how it looks like it's cutting off the circulation to the rest of his body, like all the blood in his body is in his finger. He's got chubby hands, hasn't he? The, Keeping his watch and jewelry on that is and it's, a, it's, a, it's an apple. It looks like an apple watch as well. Yeah, it looks like a running watch. Oh yeah. Oh, well, we just said two different things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the opposite. It looks like an apple watch. Yeah, it does. It looks like a running watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like an apple. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, me and uh, my flatmate, Ollie Cambridge, who another lovely artist. Yeah, I say another as if artist. I'm one. I meant another as in, in addition to you. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, yeah, he got me into Rick Stein when we moved in together three years ago and it's become a real pastime. I mean, we probably watch about two hours of it every night. It, our, our, like, our saved things on TV are just mm. like loads of episodes of Rick Stein. He does lots of paintings of food doesn't he Holly? Uh, yes he does yeah you do it in front of Rick Stein um yeah it probably has done yeah the first one he did actually was um so Ollie does Ollie sort of I mean he paints loads of stuff but yeah for my 30th I think it was my 30th birthday mm. he um I was obsessed with the film Phantom Thread absolutely loved it mm -hmm. and there's a thing where um uh what's his name Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> easy, easy to forget. Uh, <laughs> where he orders this elaborate breakfast order and it's yeah. got loads of lovely stuff on it. And for my birthday, he painted me his breakfast oh, order. I think I saw that. His bacon one of them. Yes. It's a really nice like, watercolour, yeah. ripply bacon. Yeah. And then I posted online and he sort of, I think he probably did. And yeah, people started commissioning him. Yeah. And Debbie's just personalized strips of um like people's favorite food or whatever yeah. he's done loads now they're great commissions. great i'm always amazed at how sort of it looks so simple but then like really nicely detailed yeah but he must be very patient i'm really bad with that kind of like watercolor painting yeah I, but likewise 
paint. I could, I just can't. I mean, hence why we're using. Oh yeah. So you requested pencils over paint because you find paint stressful. Yeah, time. I've never been able to do it. It's like it's like playing an instrument to me. It feels like magic. I don't understand because whenever I do it, it just turns to sludge. I can't. It it's so infuriating to me because it's it's one of those, it's one of those things that you're like, how can I like this so much and not be able to do it yeah, at yeah. all? So you think you're better with pencils? I'm not even necessarily better. It, there's just less chance of mucking up. You sort right. of know where you yeah, are with yeah. a pencil. It's clean lines. But I've also got here some uh, felt tips bought very generously for me as a present by um, Robert Popper, who co-wrote the first few episodes of the first series of Staff with ah. me. Um, uh, we gave each other departing gifts. This was his to me. And um, uh, yeah, I like to use these. What was your gift to him? Um he Sludge. had he had loads of crap coffee mugs in his house, right. so I just sort of replaced all his coffee mugs. Oh, there's some lovely colours in here. So what do you think? We sh- you said before well, maybe we should pick a selection of colours. Usually here. when I'm doing a little drawing, which isn't that often, I went mm. through a phase of doing it for a while. I try and pick like I, I try and pick like four and stick to them. But yeah. you can you can do what you want really. Thank you. I mean, there's um, I, I probably will just because we've got some. Well, t- talk us through. What do we have here, Annie? As an artist, I don't know what colours... What do we have here? Oh, as in in front of us. Oh, in front of us. Yeah. Um, what, sort of colour-wise or composition-wise? Oh. We've got the sort of wood wood colour, brown. Yeah. So maybe we should go for a brown. <laughs> brown. Um, there's some nice greens some in greens. the plants and the herbs. Mm. Um, Stein's hand is taking up a lot of the things, so it's sort of a, a, dead, a dead pink, I'd call it. <laughs> sort of schlubby pink. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, well, of course, the tomatoes. Well, don't. But we... Well, let's not bring up. <laughs> Sorry. <I didn't> mean... <laughs> the elephant in the room, the tomatoes on the TV. Is this good to draw? Yeah, this is great. I'm just wondering, were you planning to go pencil and then pen on top or just neat pen? I will most likely go pencil and then if I feel like it needs it, just... And I don't say this often. Yeah. I splash <laughs> A splash of colour. Um, well, we've got this brand new uh, pencil set. Derwent. Graphic 9B to H. So I think 9B must be super smudgy. Are we allowed to say Derwent? Uh, yeah, friend of the podcast, Derwent. <laughs> no, I don't. That's a brand of pencil. It's a Derwent brand pencil. It's a Derwent brand pencil. Mm. Should we start drawing then? Um, I guess so, yeah. If you're free. <laughs> Oh, I don't know whether to start with his hand or... Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go for the, the structure room. beneath the telly. Beautiful. So, oh, are you not going to try and fit everything in? Are you just going to focus on the cabinet? Oh, I, I, I'll i build from the cabinet. Okay. As in You'll the, build the a cabinet. Base. I'll build a cabinet <laughs> and then um, I'll be back in a few days. <laughs> okay, great. And then we'll finish. Do you mind if I stay Weirdly, in your Weirdly, it has to be Scandi wood. <laughs> um, so... Talk to me about when we met, Annie. We met, I want to say, 2010, probably. I first saw you in the Bristol Reunions when there was about 100 people in it. Yeah. When you did it in the courtyard. Well, that was 2009, yeah. Did I not? Oh, maybe I, I would have met you that year, for sure. Yeah, 2009, because I remember you did the that character from The Apprentice, and I still remember that joke. It was like one of my favourite jokes of all time. Really? What yeah. joke's that? Um... I take so many risks that I call a board game risk, the game of life. 
Oh, I laughed when you said that. Yeah, that was quite <laughs> nice. I can't remember if I wrote that or if James Fritz wrote it. Uh, I know I, we wrote the sketch together, so I can't. I can't. I didn't really do play. justice to the accent or the character. But oh no, no, I think that's legit. probably better than what it was. You're an accomplished, sort of... brilliant comedy actor now, and I was oh, a, a stupid uh, <laughs> arsehole at the time. I don't know about an arsehole. Actually, I was definitely thick though. <laughs> then you did how many Bristol Ravenians shows? I did Bristol Reunions, we should clarify, um, is uh, not a sort of art collective. <laughs> no, it's a student it sketch was, comedy. So I was, of course, in the Bristol Reunions at yes. Bristol University, which is sort of Bristol's uh, sketch droop. Yeah. Droop. <laughs> I'm going to stick with droop. Um, and uh, Annie, at the same time, was in the Leeds Tea Lights, which was the we sketch droop. Yeah. yeah, your sketch droop. <laughs> <laughs> oh we had a laugh but you did though and that's yeah, the did. thing yeah. and we didn't oh didn't you yeah you I remember going to see your show and finding it I must have gone about five times a year and I found it so funny from <laughs> beginning to end I remember that being a defining character trait of it there was no dud it was oh. all so enjoyable and then you'd all go out and get absolutely smashed while <laughs> I sort of like quivered my way home like my feet not touching the ground because I was rattling so much that the vibration was sort of keeping me about a centimetre above the pavement. You guys did amazing shows. You had such a good... Your cast was like you, Charlotte Ritchie, Ellie White, Matt Ewins, Oscar Jenkins-Jones. One else? more. One more. Joe Hampson, yeah. And Charlie Perkins producing Charlie a Perkins. burst. What a sort of Well, that was second year. Lineup. That was the second year. But... I think that the, our problem was, and I haven't put pencil to paper yet. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to multitask. I think our problem was, and I look back on those times now and think that my problem was that we weren't taking advantage of the freedom. Um, I, 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 think, I think we just thought that, I personally just thought that it was really important to get it right. And it didn't matter because yeah. no one was watching us. Like no one gave a shit. No one gave a shit. And and as a result, we should have spent that time being like, well, let's just have the best time imaginable. Don't yeah. worry about like stressing about what Broadway baby think and whether we got a three star <laughs> review. It's like, it doesn't matter. No yeah. one cares. I think we probably didn't care enough, but. But what, but so what? I mean, you all worked out your shtick and it was great. And it was like, I, I remember being like, why can't I just let go? And I just, yeah, I had it in my head that there was some significance to be <laughs> kind of found along it. Um, but then you directed our show, which was fun. Oh, yeah. Me, Joe, Bar Joe Barnes, Henry yeah. Perryman and Will Brown. This was after I left uni yeah. and I had nothing to do. Back. And... Um, I was very grateful to get a call from Annie. Um, and we did lots of sketches where uh, the, <laughs> the end was a dad joke. A dad joke? Do you remember we had that jingle that was another sketch where the punchline's about a dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Um, another sketch where the punchline's about a dad, yeah. Yeah, that was a really good show as well. I, there's a real sort of like... There was a lovely quality to to all you guys' stuff. No matter who was no matter who was in the cast, it always kept a similar kind of similar. air of like we're having fun. And as a result, I think the audience would always enjoy that alongside the oh, great. Good. Yeah, we comedy. tricked them. 
<laughs> no, no, I think, the, I think the content was great too. Um, so, loving complimenting you on this podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm a bit uneasy. No one, no one's done this before. Well, well, hey Jamie, I love staff. So there. Don't don't say don't, that. don't say that like you're annoyed. <laughs> well, I think it's a really good show. <laughs> well, you're in it. You made it. I'm in it. Just. The, I mean, it's you are finished and i am i'm not finished i mean you I'm... could be i would if i submitted that i would be like well <laughs> turns out i know what i'm going to do with the rest of my life i'm but just trying to I've get a li- that's great <laughs> <laughs> i'm not good at art at all i think you're just too worried about it aren't you um yeah but also i quite like my stuff looking a bit shit and wobbly don't know why kind of feels like it's like I was talking to someone recently about how I was so shit at sports at school mm-hmm. that it's made me deeply uncompetitive in, in life when it comes to like, well, anything that's like defined by its competitiveness, like yeah. sport or board games or, I mean, even this, like I sort of don't mind that's if it's rubbish. That's a great quality to have. I think I'm the opposite. Oh yeah? I wish I was less competitive. Where... Where do you find your competitiveness lies uh, most deeply? And... Everywhere. Board games, <laughs> sport, art. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because you play netball with Ellie, don't you? Yeah. God. But I hear you're very good. We, Another uh, compliment for you. Well, we won a Monday. You won a Monday. Won against you... the cheaters. They're called cheaters, like the animal. Uh, but... But they're fucking cheating scumbags. <laughs> 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 no, they didn't cheat, but they did lose. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Am I coming um, across well? I guess they're sort of cheating themselves by losing as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, remember when I started a new page in a second? <laughs> yeah. Can you remember things in the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't submit this. I've got all the sides. Wait, we're not submitting everything. it. I do submit it. I'm the pli- <laughs> this. I'm using this as an opportunity to. I'm actually um, going to submit whatever I make to the Royal great. Academy. Oh, great. Yes, thank you. You should do. God, we've still got to do Rick Stein's hand, of course. Yeah. He's always getting his hand in stuff and they never make it look nice. It always looks like he's squishing whatever he's... Yeah. This parsley isn't a great example, actually. It's usually him sort of like pinching a, pinching some ham to show <laughs> and sort of like you see a bit of like juice run out of it. Rick. Yeah. Have you been to any of his restaurants? I've not because he's a predominant fisherman and I don't really go down those uh, go down that track um, so did you used to do art when you were younger do you have no <laughs> but you've got into it is it through living with Ollie or... um, no I actually when um, I mean I've always I've always liked it I've always liked doing it but I I sort of because I know I'm not very good. I sort of don't. Um, I don't. It's not a go-to for me. But then when yeah. I was when I was writing with Robert mm-hmm. Popper, um, he had these his own set of these felt tips yeah. by the side, and we would just talk shit all day, and it kind of drawing while I talked shit kind of made me feel like I was doing something yeah, yeah. when I wasn't um, and I got really into it 
And then he bought me these and I sort of obsessively filled up like six sketchbooks. With, with what kind of thing? Mainly sort of stupid comedy doodles and drawings. Yeah. And I found it very, um, I'm not the first person to say it, but I found it very calming and yeah. cathartic and kind of like, again, that, that acceptance that I'm, um, I'm rubbish at it kind of is nice as well. I just, Dustin, my friend, who's also in staff, mm-hmm. um, bought me uh, a set of paintbrushes after I'd started becoming obsessive about it all. Yeah. And I and I bought a canvas, or he maybe, he got me a canvas and I bought another one. I was like, right, I'm going to get into this. And oh. it was like, how have I attempted to paint a chair and I've ended up with just a completely purple and brown page. <laughs> and I didn't, I'm, I just like, I, yeah. It, it, I what, and then it. you stopped after that? Or? Yeah, very much so. I say carry on, James. But I mean, when I say, how do you do it? I don't think you know the extent to which I mean it. Like literally <laughs> how on earth do you do it? I can't, it's like when someone plays guitar around me, mm. I'm like, what are you doing? Is this black magic? I don't understand. I like, I then I, because I try to do it. And I'm like, but you're moving. How do you know what to do with, are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> Music's hard though, isn't it? Art's just looking. What? <laughs> I think it's more than looking, isn't it? Well, looking I'm not even, in... I'm not even looking right now. Hey, you've I'm got just blindfold doing... on. <laughs> oh, that would be good. God. Maybe next episode. By the way, um, I was saying to you before, but mm. I want to say to everyone listening, mm-hmm. um, don't like, um, I don't like being myself ah, yes. and stuff. So if I'm coming, and not in like a shy way, just in a, I know I'll regret it way. So just while you're listening to this, no, I'm re- if, and you think <laughs> I'm coming across badly, just know I'm, I'm there, re- I'm somewhere regretting it and agreeing with you. <laughs> well, yeah, same goes for me probably. Nah. Yeah, I, I, I love this podcast. Another you. compliment. Let's keep it going. Oh God, I'm overwhelmed. Um, it's hard being sincere. Um, well, tell that to um, sincere novelists. <laughs> I don't know any. Get to because mm. they've got something to say for themselves. Right, I'm going. I'm doing the hand. Come on, Rick. Let's go. I'm so far away from that. What's, what are you working on at the moment? So, all I've ever been working on is staff. Yeah. Let's Flats. I've been, I started writing it when I was 24. Yeah, because it started as a blap, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, a short, an online short. Um, And then we got a script commission and then bang, six years later, we were making that series. So cool. I mean, that bang was ironic. No, no, but It was it's more great. of a long, good. quiet fart. <laughs> one of those a hiss a bum hiss well it's a very successful bum hiss well if I may say so thank you well I'll tell you who watched it nobody well I watched it <laughs> yeah but you're I'm not saying you're a nobody <laughs> <laughs> but it got commissioned for a second series it did yeah oh very lucky channel four were very nice to oh no I'm a, I mean I'm actually talking about the second series when I say oh, that. I see um but uh, I don't, I, to be honest, I really don't mind. I mean, hopefully at some point we'll do a third, but I kind of am desperate to write, see what happens if I write something else. 
yeah. at the moment. So I'm, another um, sitcom, do you think? Something I don't know. Um, it will be it will be a telly or film thing. I'm writing yeah. a. I'm I'm trying to write a film and a couple of pilots at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm actually really. I, I I used to do a lot of acting. Um, before Stas, mm-hmm. I used to do table reads for TV shows all the time mm-hmm. um, to play the sort of 60, what they call a swing reader. So I'd play like all the um, people who they hadn't cast yet or like like shop owner, yeah. number two, whatever. That must but, be quite fun. Well, yeah, but I took it again way too seriously and I sort of would try and apply like an accent and a backstory to everyone from like obnoxious man number six in pub to like um, grey snake. <laughs> um, and I'd like turn up and these things are like three hours but anyway at the end of a lot of them I'd sort of be thrown a a, a bone and they'd give me a, a sort of one line part in the show but yeah. I would just end what would happen is I'd just end up doing lots of getting lots of experience doing little acting jobs and yeah. stuff but when staff got commissioned I kind of just fell into writing mode for about two and a half years and mm-hmm. didn't really take much acting work but in the past few months I've been lucky to get back on it and I've been really just enjoying acting and leaving it to someone else's script because on yeah. staff I'm sort of rewriting the whole time um and because you've written it you must be sort of oh but yeah do you, you don't direct it do you no lovely Tom Kingsley does of course but um, you must be sort of aware if something doesn't look oh, how yeah. you intended it yeah, you... completely it's a very collaborative process between all of us yeah. me him and Seb Barwell who produces it um uh, yeah, but I'm like, we we often, as you may have witnessed when you're on set, we mm-hmm. often do the rehearsal and then based on everyone's delivery and the sort of vibe, I'll rewrite the scene there and then yeah. to make sure it, it works in any kind of new context, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, it's t- really time consuming. So just being on set and just acting is really really nice and yeah and you can just focus on what you're doing yeah for sure so i'm doing a show called the great at the moment which is fun more sort of dramery oh cool it's uh about catherine the great um and it's uh yeah and lots. who are you playing i play staff weirdly i play al from staff <laughs> <laughs> um no, I'm playing a doctor called Dr. Chekhov. It's like a really grotesque portrayal of that time with loads of like cum and blood and farting and pooing and stuff and every I always like historical stuff that's about just the whole thing is just people being ill the whole time because that's what would have been going on. Yeah. And it's basically just that. Great. Yeah. Is it a comedy or a drama? It's What's well, it? it's it's written by Tony McNamara who did who did the favourite. Oh yeah. Um, so it's that kind of grotesque sort of, sort of yeah. I, by the way, very small part in it. I'm like I sort of whenever someone's gravely ill, I sort of turn up and tell them to dip their bollocks in some <laughs> soup or something. Perfect. Um, yeah. Much. Speaking like... of grotesque, Rick mm. Stein's hand is going very badly. Oh, I mean, it will be going badly <laughs> for me if I ever get round to doing it. And your sister Tash Dimitri. I actually funny. don't have a sister. Ah, sorry, I've misunderstood. No, I literally do so much. 
And her name is obviously Natasha Dimitriou. She loves colouring in, famously. She does. She's a quality former and has a very good eye for arty things and colour. I don't know. She used to she used to do paintings and stuff when she mm. was younger. She's a lot better at that side of things than me. Um, Did you used to go to d- exhibitions with your parents or anything? <laughs> I don't know what that sounded like <laughs> on the mic, but... I, I took it as a no. Absolutely not. Not that sort of thing? I mean, no. I genuinely don't think I've ever been to an art gallery with my parents. Um, I wonder if they've ever been to an art gallery. <laughs> Never asked them. I mean, no, no. I think it it would be like asking if their heads were guitars. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Weirdly not. Um, yeah, they don't really care about stuff. Do they have any art in their house? They do. They have some, but it's just like, it's like obligatory. Right. Just like, where do you buy the art? (laughs) Should we see if there's some art somewhere that we can spend £10 on and it comes to our house in our hands? Like a sort of photo on a canvas from Ikea type thing. Um, Sure. No, I'm I'm doing it down. It's... there are some, they must have been interested at a time because there's some stuff, like there's, um, there's, what do they have? I think they, did they used to have a, um, oh, why can't I think what his name is? They, they, they've got some, they've got like whatever, I think they've got like one of whatever the most famous painting of an artist is kind of thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, they don't. Yeah, absolutely. We were, it wasn't an arty household in any sense, or kind of musicy, or mm. that surprises me because you and Tash are both so. But I think creative. I think it comes. I've been thinking a lot about this lately, especially having gone back for Christmas. Yeah. And just being like, how? Why did? Why do we do what we do? It's so weird because they're just <laughs> they don't like. My parents are angels like they're yeah, so, I've met so them. very nice yeah they're so lovely um but yeah like i they never my mum or dad would never have listened to say a full album as in like you'd be lucky if that i think the last song my i heard my dad talking about was millennium by robbie williams <laughs> and he sang it like this millennium 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 <laughs> I prefer that version. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I love... Well, I mean, obviously, Millennium's all our favourites are. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, but yeah, my, my, they both will say like, oh, I love music. Like dad loves like Twiggy and the Beatles and just the yeah. things that like were around, but not like never been obsessed. I think the difference is they've never been obsessive about anything yeah. artistic. Like my dad will just sort of, my dad watches films in a way that I don't understand in that it's well, I've, I've grown to understand, but it's mm-hmm. just like, is there a film on? Okay, let's watch that film. It could be anything. Yeah, it's, it's literally yeah. like, as long as it's someone dies in it, like the, the more like painfully, the better. So what did they make of Seth? Your dad actually cameoed, didn't he? Briefly, yeah. Um, they, yeah, they, they, they love it, I think. I mean, my dad, I don't know what he thinks about it. He sort of, he watches it, and then will quote lines back to it from me that weren't in it, and scenarios that weren't in it. Yeah. Well, when you when you told that man that he he looked like a bloody ship, <laughs> like it's like no, you ha- that's not even him confusing something. There was definitely a time, just totally yeah, just just fabricating something. There was definitely a time where he went. You can't, you can't use the toilet. There isn't even a bloody toilet. And there's no shit on the floor. I was like, are you pitching to me? Is this you pitching an idea to me? Because I'll do it. It's going in. The guy who plays your dad is amazing. Yeah. Oh, What's his absolutely name again? love him. Christos Stereoglu. Yeah, he's We were so, so, so lucky to get him. He's actually nothing like my dad, um, which I'm kind of glad about. I really wanted him to bind whatever he wanted it to be himself um and he really did he's i mean it was a real left field choice that i'm so glad we made um we we were sort of looking for um we were predominantly skyping people in greece and cyprus to play the part Mm -hmm. um and there's a i think the culture of comedy in that part of the world is a lot broader and a lot more like the doctor has a hand made of snakes, <laughs> um, sort of thing. Or like yeah. you know, have you ever watched like um, I don't know. This is so reductive, but it's just it, it is just a different culture. Yeah. But have you ever watched like their equivalent of You've Been Framed and stuff like that? <laughs> so they'll get like a guy to be walking through, say, a shopping mall, carrying like three boxes on top of each other and sort of wobbling as he walks as if they're too heavy and he can't carry them and then they catch people's reactions to that and more often than not they're completely nonplussed and just like okay but the music's like and then they have that like um dubbed thing over his voice of someone being like and so auditioning people for a sitcom where I'm desperate to try and find someone who can like deliver these very weird lines with some kind of I don't know grounding in reality it was just absolutely impossible there was one audition where me Seb and Tom actually we I mean we were on Skype and when you what we watched we record all the the, the chats and they just vanish out of shot halfway through <laughs> because Seb climbed out the window because he was laughing so much if we were on a ground floor and and Tom was hiding on the table and I am openly crying while delivering the lines back to him 
trying so hard to keep a straight face, but yeah. the laugh was coming purely out in tears. It was very funny. But um, Tom Kingsley was like, what about that guy from Dogtooth? Which is um, an amazing Greek film mm-hmm. by Yorios Lanthimos. Really dark, horrible film. Right. But amazing. And I was like, that guy's not going to want to be in a sitcom. He plays like a serial like rapist. A horrible it's like a horrible horrible character uh-huh. um but then he it sometimes it helps to sort of have someone whose intention is just to play the part versus get a yeah. laugh and just by being himself he's just and he is just the loveliest sweetest man every new year's he sends the whole cast a photo of himself drink, drinking a glass of red wine <laughs> <laughs> so sweet he's very sweet i think kyle is amazing in it as well because he's I guess the sort of straight man, isn't he? Yeah, he's the closest thing to it. But, but I find he's him... so funny. He's probably... I mean, everyone makes me die in yeah. the cast, but his stuff, his lines are often the things that make me corpse, if I'm going to corpse anything. <laughs> I'm not a big, like, laugher, yeah. as in, like, during lines and stuff, but he just... Yeah, there's something about his stuff I think it's because it does cut through the madness someone sort of referencing how yeah. stupid everyone is always makes me laugh because it reminds me how stupid it yeah, is yeah just how <laughs> like mad it is how, how are you getting on with the drawing um it's very different to yours and it's very worse than yours but well, I, I again I sort of don't mind I mean the scale is hysterical <laughs> I'm begging for a rubber right now I've got a rubber can I have one yeah uh, yeah, let me go and get it. You sort of said that you've got one in a kind I of boastful way. I've got rubber. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a sweet, but I think it is a rubber. What? That's that's a toffee. I uh, know. I think it's a rubber. No, that is. It's it is a toffee. <laughs> you've no. just given me a toffee. Yeah, that is not a rubber. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Annie has just given me a toffee. Why do we have a toffee? Imagine if I'd used that. It would have ruined my <laughs> shit painting. I really thought it was a rubber because I had a rubber. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> do you want a toffee? I'm blushing. <laughs> I'm okay for a toffee, but remember this whole thing about a rubber. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie. <laughs> Do you um, feel more at home on the page or on the stage? Oh. And you can still that I as love a the format around. I phrasing of that yeah. question. Mm. I think it depends on the context. Um, I love the page because it's less pressure mm-hmm. um, in terms of not having to get an immediate response from someone sure but the stage when you get an immediate response and it's a good one (laughs) is a lovely place to be sure i think if i did either all the time i'd go mad Mm -hmm. but i quite like having both as sort of creative outlets yeah i guess it's funny when some you become financially Relying on anything. Yeah, it becomes hell. It becomes hell. Like cooking for me is my dream 
I love I love cooking so much. I find it so enjoyable. And my dad was a chef, and the uh, thought yeah. of the thought of ever making money out of it makes me feel sick. It's just like oh god. And that is such a high pressure job as well. Yeah, it's rubbish. He had to have his knees replaced, which I weirdly spoke about on the podcast before, so I just <laughs> bore people with that. But also, did, was he just really hot all the time? That's what I couldn't handle about being a chef. <laughs> he actually, so I don't. We don't like to talk. But actually, yeah, he was. He was incredibly hot. When it got to his later years, he would often have to take his jumper off. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. Yeah. Um, God, wow. <laughs> Sorry for bringing that up. Yeah, I didn't know what kind of podcast this was. How hot is your dad? And I mean, temperature. Oh, I'm so annoyed with a, one bit of this. I mean, with all of it, but there's one bit in particular that I'm seriously annoyed with, and that is the size of the books and the plant put on top. Do you want to say Oh, it? you know what? I've just not even done the books. Weirdly, I just... Do you know what's funny? Plant. I put those books... That's the only thing I added to the scene today. <laughs> so you've just... It's like you've seen it before... before, As in, yeah. like, in its natural state. You went, that shouldn't be there. That's too staged. Look at the state... It's great. No, no I no. love how you've just done single lines. Yeah, it looks cool. Yes, sort of Well, I yeah, that's sort of what I'm going for. Yeah, I, love I, it. It, the people like Shrigley allow me to be crap. I think whenever I see, whenever I see, well, I mean, it, even the stuff that you see in here, a lot of it is quite sort of like just do what you're feeling. Yeah, don't worry about anything. And I think that surrounding myself with it makes me feel like I might one day be able... Obviously, that Hockney, I would never yeah, be able to touch. It's brilliant. That's yeah. one of the Olympic posters, is that Yes. Yeah. Um, Lovely bit of reflection on the water. Yeah, I absolutely... That's the newest thing in here. I really like that cooker as well. I've had that for ages. Yeah. I got that. I went, I, I went to the MoMA. Which I think it's still at the MoMA. It's one of, it's one of the like permanent... Mm. On the top floor, um, I saw that there, and while I was in the art gallery, I bought it online from like well eBay or something. But I really like that yeah, one; it's really very nice. calming. Great colours. But actually, what well, I think the Eve one is my favourite in here. Yeah, what, so, what's her name? Eve. Eve Delaney. Eve Delaney. Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, I guess it's because it's a personal thing. So does like, she do use watercolours and then cut out? each figure and do a sort of collage with them is I that how it works i think so i really don't know her process i know that she uses a lot of like she'll use like magazine cutouts and stuff occasionally like there's, yeah, there's photos there's in a there. photo yeah. in there and stuff but yeah it's all it's all cutouts but i just the effect is so lovely and her use of color i think is so satisfying and like warming definitely um, she's really got people's characters down to a T. Yeah, well she's a comedian as well, which I think helps. Mm -hmm. I do think that there's like it's also like quite a funny picture. Yeah. Um yeah, she's Captures really got the madness, I think. Yeah. And the the way she's got Ellie's sort of pointed leg is like <laughs> unbelievable. I think that, that that's like a classic comedy move of hers. Yeah. Does she anyway. do character comedy? Eve. Eve, yes. Not, not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's very good. Really funny. Right, I'm doing green because parsley is green. I'm actually regretting using colour at all. 
Really? I might. Do you not like the? I might the just tips. do the TV in color and leave the rest in pencil. What do you think about that? Well, I think that I might do some bits just as color. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And so, like, have those sort of standing out. That's what I just said, isn't it? Um, I don't remember. Was I not it listening? It was a long time ago. Well, wait, wait, but wait. No, that's not what you said. You I said, said I'm going to do just this bit in colour. No, no. I meant as in like not even pencil. Oh, I'll do it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In colour. Yeah. What's left? So I wasn't being rude. Sorry. But I have a tendency. <laughs> I, don't, I I hope I don't. I love the tips. Mm, they feel very soft and inky. Mm. I'm sort of going to go for not accuracy now I think yes. do you know what's nice if you lean them on their side you get this sort of painty Ooh, effect love that actually I might copy that mm. sort of thicker brush strokes mm. yeah boy maybe for the knife ah uh... ah <laughs> <laughs> uh... It is funny that we're reaching the age now where we can say things like, yeah, I've known him for 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, I've known him for... I, lo I get so much satisfaction. Oh, I haven't seen him for 15 years. Yeah. It yeah. sort of... It means it's sort of... It's a celebration of... Um, age. Yeah, the shitness of age. So what is it? Are we saying 2009? I think we should. And I have turned Rick Stein's hand into some kind of deformed... Pig trotter. <laughs> yeah, mine looks like a sort of goblin hand. But I might use another colour to make him less pink. Mm -hmm. He's quite pink though. Annie, do you want to see Rick Stein's hand on my page? <laughs> yeah. Try and... I, I'm looking forward to you <laughs> pretending that there's no problem with it. <laughs> you okay? You okay trying to work out how to compliment that? I think... Uh, yeah, let me see again. No. Is <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's just nothing. I just need to get some damn kids out my willy. Oh right. Um, to make Christmas not be a a hard thing. I mean, it's lovely. In a lot of ways, it's so lovely to see my family, but it's also like. I don't know. It just really highlights time having passed. Yeah. And that I find very challenging. So why do you think kids would help? Just a distraction? Well, it, a distraction and to sort of realise that it's not about you and to sort of, I don't know. I just think... To end the monotony of every year being the same. Yeah. Like, it'd be so nice to, I don't know, just completely rejuvenate with something. And also, it would stop my dad repeatedly asking throughout the whole day when I'm going to have kids. Because <laughs> the answer would be, why you're, I mean, are you actually asking that? <laughs> you're holding one of them. <laughs> yeah, it'd be mad if he was still asking. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and when are you going to have kids? Are you talking to my son? <laughs> I've done enough impressions of my dad. No, I like last... it. I could listen to it all day. Well, you can do by listening to any interview I've ever had because <laughs> it's literally all I got. Mm -mm -mm.
So I've made it that the knife that Rick's using has chopped off one of his fingers and that's how I'm oh, justifying. Oh, I love that. Just bringing a bit of sort of comedy into yes, the picture. Yes, I've been known to have a go. Um, <laughs> what's been your favourite uh, year at the Fringe? So you're asking me questions about art and I just keep going back to comedy because it's all I have. I really enjoyed 2015 when um, me and Jack were rehoused. Uh, in the Pleasance at Midnight. Oh, that was a great show. I went to that show. We were part of that sort of freestival. Oh, very boring. But, you know, when there was a sort of, of course, venue yeah. dispute and a yeah. lot of the free fringe venues got kicked out. Yeah. So Jack and I, luckily, were given a slot at the Pleasance in the courtyard to do a free show yeah. at midnight. And it was it such was a good show. Really fun performing at that time. I felt insane because I'd be talking to people on the phone, like my family were going to bed and I was about to have dinner before doing a show at midnight <laughs> for a month. But it was a real learning curve in how to deal with drunk crowds. Right. But, but you managed to, I remember you managing to make the show feel like appropriately raucous while being funny and subtle and, and good. Yeah, I think, well, hopefully, I think our sort of style lends itself to... Because it's not sort of, it's sketch, but it's not really sketch. We're sort of talking to the audience. So luckily we could deal with right, yeah. people whilst sort of doing sketches as well. Yeah. That was a mm, laugh. For sure. Uh, which other years? Yeah, then all the university years, of course. Yeah, I just, I just, it never, I, I sort of, I love the idea of doing a month there and loving it. Yeah. I find that very exciting, but... It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I could never. I'd, I'd like if if I knew that I was gonna have a, a good time and not go mad, then I'd go again. But mm -hmm. not sure otherwise. I just sort of. I feel live stuff in general. It will just never not freak me out. Would you ever do a live version of staff? Uh, I do. I have done him live a few times. Oh, actually. I mean, sort of more of this like sitcom, like like not the character, but. Like with the rest of the cast. Oh, as in as right, a, right, like like um, like League of Gentlemen would yeah. do. Um, uh, I've never thought about it to be honest. Exclusive. Um, probably not. I just kind of feel like it already takes up so much of my life. Mm -hmm. The thought of kind of I don't know, just elongating it. It's just been all I've done for my entire adult life. Yeah. Um like writing wise so I'm keen to just experience Do something new. as much as I can and flex I mean I don't think I'm running the risk of being typecast I mean lit for some reason everything I get cast in they cast me as posh um oh, yeah and Fleabag you're playing a very posh character aren't you? right yeah well I mean that's probably because so that yeah that explains it I wish Fleabag was at all popular <laughs> <laughs> That must have been a fun show to be in. It was so fun. In the and first Phoebe series as is, well. Yeah, Phoebe is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, just in case anyone doesn't already know or think that, um, there was a real schooling of how to sort of run a show mm. and be true to your own voice and stuff. And I think that she 
deserves it all. Just so good. Yeah, so good. Um, did you enjoy doing sort of early stuff before there was as much pressure on it? As in like punk knife you did was really funny and felt sort of very loose. Like, like as in like online stuff? Yeah. Um, I, I did, yeah. But I also, I do, I, I, I think with telly stuff, acting wise, like or film or whatever, for some reason, I just it's one of the few things I really don't feel scared because I know there's likely another take yeah. or another or an edit to save me kind of thing. Yeah. And I think I, I probably think the most euphoric moments, I, I think that this applies in a lot of ways. I think that with live stuff often as an audience member or a performer, your highest highs are higher than anything TV or screen based, but your lowest yeah. lows are so much lower. <laughs> yeah. Like being bored watching telly is like, oh, I'm fine. Being yeah, bored watching a play off. is like is like a sickness. Yeah. Like, have you ever been sort of half an hour into a play that you know is three hours and been like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, why can't you just? Why is it so hard to to be bored? It should be so fine. You just Even go, in oh, good I'm, plays, I'm constantly right. anxious they're going to be too long. Completely. Someone once said to me that all fringe shows should be five pounds in half an hour. And I think that there's yeah. really something in that. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, but so the, the, the same applies with with like the best gigs I've had live. Obviously, it's a feeling like no other. Like, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it doesn't make up. It doesn't make up for the for the worst times. Yeah. <laughs> as as few or many as they may be, they, I find them just so painful. It's such a layered thing dying on stage that I need to just get over but for some reason it really hits me I think that's normal what, what do you, what's the worst gig you've ever had um, the Leicester Mercury Awards so that's like an award that you get put up for by there's like a little panel mm -hmm. um, and it's got to be unknowns yeah and I put my back out on the way up and so I had like heat pads all over my back and we were performing at the Y which is like quite a big venue in Leicester mm -hmm. and ev and everyone went well before me like everyone like it was like a generally nice crowd and I was like oh this will be alright yeah. and I went up and did this character I used to do called Michael Eggwater okay. which is like I stupidly thought was accessible but it, it's quite to people who like, and it had all been stand up before me, and I come out in a suit and do this character who's like a lounge singer trying to get his estranged daughter back from the audience. <laughs> um, and I mean, the silence was deafening to the point that my girlfriend at the time was there. And I remember at one point she was like sat, there was a balcony and she was sat on the balcony on the right. And mm. the loudest noise I ever heard from the audience was when she laughed. The sound of everyone oh, craning gosh. their necks to see what she was laughing at. Like, oh my God, is there a laugh to be had somewhere? She must be watching a YouTube video on her phone because Lord knows the man on stage has no idea what he's doing. Um, and I got heckled as I left so badly that Jared Christmas, who was hosting it, threw his microphone at the heckler. <laughs> oh my God, that's nice of him. Very, very nice of him. I always remember that. But I didn't stay for the curtain call, I just left. And Ramesh Ranganathan won. Oh, he's very good. Do you yeah. have um, many anxiety dreams about being on stage? Uh, during the fringe, I would all the time. Yeah. It would just be, I'd just sort of go to sleep and get back on stage for the night. 
Impressionism or expressionism? Um, imprisonment. <laughs> straight lines or curves? Um, oh, straight lines. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Portrait or landscape? Landscape. Uh, oil or watercolour? Oil. Rick Stein or Yota Motolenghi? Uh, oh, impossible. Um, uh, f- f- uh, Rick Stein for the watching, Yotam for the eating. Looking at art alone or with others? Alone. Art films, art? Your films are art? Is that a question? <laughs> art. Our films are art. <laughs> <laughs> You've made some films in your time with that Our art. films, art? Yeah, go on. Tortured artist or sensible estate agent? The distance. <laughs> um... <laughs> What am I that? Am I, just in general. Am I speaking really weirdly? No, but that I just don't. That's literally like saying like day or fish. Like what's yeah, the well, connection? Yeah, that's the next question. <laughs> Tortured artist or sensible estate agent? You ask <laughs> yeah, me if like that's what I am. No, no. I uh, I always ask like tortured artist or like a normal person with a normal job. But I thought I'd just sort of. Who's link. what's better? Yeah, like what do you prefer? Oh, um, I guess a tortured artist. Yeah. Talk about or think about art. Think. <laughs> so not this. What we've just <laughs> <laughs> That's a trick question. <laughs> Look Shit. at the painting close up or further away. Um close up. Private view or view of private. Private view. <laughs> painting from life, landscape, or still life? Uh, uh, uh painting from life. First kiss? Um Charlotte Trevella. Hmm. Truella or Cruella? Cruella. <laughs> art or tech? Uh, art. Art or books? Um, books. Art. Art. Art or food? Um, food. Uh, favorite... No, no. Painted food. Painted food. Hmm. Uh, favorite bird? Just chicken. <laughs> <laughs> favorite herb? Coriander. Mm. Is what you do art? No. Dicks or pussies? <laughs> mm, neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it then for the question. But wait, but then, but then that whole question about is what I do art, and I said no. I don't know what I mean by no. You can't say mean, yes. If I, I feel like saying something as art is a compliment to the thing, and I'm, I don't, I'm not complimenting my stuff today. Thank well, you. Well, um, I think what you do is art. Go on then. I love it, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I do. When I saw you turn the felt tip on its side and do the sort of thick, wide brush strokes for the plant, I thought, this guy's got talent. Well, there we go. And I really love what you've done with the plant. Well, I, haven't, I, I haven't finished complimenting you. No, no, you have, because no, that's the only bit that's any good. So I would, I, what I would do, what I would do is put a box around that bit. Frame that. And frame, that's, that, that's all right. The rest is absolute nonsense. I like how on the book, which is called Salad for President, you've just written Salad for Press. It's that classic um, child in year two trying to do a big title and, and then, then it ends up... Mm, but I respect that you've not tried to cram it in. You've just called it Salad for Press. Sure, because I can decide what's what in this world. Exactly. I like the sort of simplicity of the cabinet, the one line, a very brave, bold outline. Mm. And Rick Stein's hand, I cannot get <laughs> off. It's really funny. And then there was that whole thing about 
and the really small, being small, small onion and tomatoes. I love. Mm. Um, well, let's. It's great. Just... I really like it. Um, I've got to mark you for technique and commitment. Do you actually have to? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to hear it because uh, if it's a compliment, it'll, if it's good, it will be a lie, and if it's bad, it will be hurtful. <laughs> so what do I go for? Um, Bang in the middle. Just. Uh, I think technique. I'm going to give you seven because. <laughs> What? Fart klaxon. Because <laughs> I love the different... With felt tip, you've managed to actually do loads of sort of different lines and strokes. Yeah. And I love that. Commitment, I'm going to give you... Go down. Go down from seven. Why down? Because it's not... You've done it all. Commitment, yeah. I'm going to give you seven as well. Okay, double seven. Because you've, you've literally done everything that has been asked. Well... I love it. It's great, Jamie. If mine... Is a seven. I'm going to start with your score. It's it's ten for both because no. it is because let's face it, we're talking about mine and then we're talking about yours. And <laughs> yeah, but you don't Rick's have to hand alone is worth a twenty. The everything oh, going on like on everything going on on telly. To be honest, what I would like is for there to have been more time, and I'd like I want to see the rest coloured in. Oh really? That's what that's what I want. Oh, but purely because you've set a bar because it looks I see. amazing. Oh thanks. Um, I think it only looks good because the rest is blank. I think if it was all coloured in, it wouldn't uh, be that good. Maybe you're right. See, because I I don't understand anything in the world. <laughs> So what's happened there is I got confused and thought I might understand something, but I definitely don't. Um, but I think it's great. I just, I can't get over how good that hand is. And you've really captured the um, sort of like porcine quality of his flesh. His dead hand. Yeah. Um, I, on the other hand. Yeah. On the, on the other hand being. Um, it's great. I really enjoyed that. Nice to do an interior for once. Oh, great. Well, I'm so proud to have been asked to do this podcast Thank and you. to have drawn with a brilliant artist. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks. I'm not looking. I'm not looking at her while I, while I say any of this. Her being. <laughs> we haven't looked at each other once today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're both been facing outwards. <laughs> Um, do you want to tell me a quick anecdote about your week to end the podcast? Um, what have I done? I had a personal training session this morning. Love. The I'm first training, one? Uh, second one, because I got two free when I joined the gym. Amazing. And I'm training for a half marathon. So oh, today we're just working on my strength, Jamie. Are you going at what, core? Core, yeah, and weights. Because what I didn't realise, apparently when you run, you put five times your body weight onto your feet the amount wow. of pressure didn't know that That's so great. you need to do weight training so that your body can support five times your weight it's quite Stunning. a lot isn't it? but also that's just you can't say fairer than sorting out your core strength it just helps yeah. everything i was never a gym man myself mm. but before series one of staff i got really fat from writing for mm. a year and a half and i suddenly remembered that i want the character to be sort of quite skinny and flaily so like yeah. when there's any physical comedy i think it's i think physical comedy is more varied when someone's skinny because you get a, a sort of wonky flaily limb yeah. whereas the the size i was it just would have looked like oh god that guy's deeply unbalanced because he's so <laughs> out of shape you don't want the joke to be a fat person falling over basically yeah um so i lost i was like i need to do it fast i need to get mm -hmm. a pt and I, I lost like 
two and a half stone in seven weeks. Wow, God. Yeah, That's quite I'm so so much skinnier than. Oh no, I was. It was. It was. It was balanced, but yeah. I'm so much skinnier in that series than mm. I've ever been. Um, and I did the same thing for series two, but I stayed with the personal trainer. See him a lot less frequently. Yeah, but. Um, I just was like, oh, this is how you work out. And then I tried yeah. to do it on my own and I just couldn't. And I was like, I just cut out some other expenses in my life because mm-hmm. I was like, this is the only thing that's important. Yeah, it's so. definitely worth it. I would never choose to do weights at the gym, but it makes so much sense that being stronger makes you run better. Yeah, completely. And that's art for you. And that's art. <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. No thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks for having me in your flat. Oh my God. Lovely flat. Jamie Dimitriou, what a guy, what a guy, what a guy. Love him, he's so funny. Follow him on Twitter, obviously, at Jamie Tonight. I'm at Annie McTweet on Twitter. Please buy tickets for my Soho Theatre show, 17th and 18th of February. Uh, What else? Running a half marathon, if you want to sponsor me, I'm running it for the Brain Tumor Charity. And just have a good week. Like, review, subscribe, all the things. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round music by Steve Dunn. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.